welcome to the New York Minute Podcast, where we talk to real New Yorkers about their experience in the city. This week's episode is with Felipe Hernandez. He's a good friend of mine from Gotham Cheer, and he's actually the co-founder of Gotham Cheer. Um, so I'm really excited to have him here with us today. Hey, Felipe. Hey, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's only yeah. been... Am I your first podcast in 2019? <sighs> There was one more. Oh, there was another. <laughs> well, we, I'm still... like literally from two days ago. I was like on New Year's Day. Um, but you're gonna be great. Okay. <laughs> well, happy new year to you and everyone else. Yes, happy new year to everyone listening. Um, so basically Felipe, I'm gonna just dive right in. How long have you been living in New York City? Well, just a little I... bit about yourself. Wow. <laughs> I just was realizing that I moved to New York forty years ago. Gosh. It's like four decades. It's incredible. Pure, pure fun. That's amazing. Yeah. New oh York City, gosh. I saw it all. I saw it change. I saw it change again <laughs> and then change again. And here and we probably are. One more time. Yeah, and one more time. It'll probably change. Yeah, yeah. I hope to still be here. Well, we'll talk about that later. But I hope to be here in 10 years and see where New York is ten, a decade from now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Four to decades, think. girl. Crazy. That's so crazy. <laughs> Did you come here with your whole family or was it just like what? what yeah. Here? So yeah. my immigrant story is basically simple. My aunt was living here and my grandma as well. She brought her daughter and my grandma and then my mom, who's her sister. She came in like, I want to say a year or two later. Okay. After, so it was, you know. So you got here before your mom, or? Sorry. So, yeah. So they, my aunt and my my grandmother came, and then a year or two later, my mom and I came. Yeah, I was okay. actually a mistake. Let me explain. <laughs> <laughs> my mom and my mom was coming, told me she was moving to New York. Mm -hmm. I lived in the Dominican Republic, Santo Domingo, the capital. And, you know, this is in the, so I guess it's in the 70s, late 70s, 79. Mm-hmm. And she said to me, I'm leaving because I have to go to work. And I was like, okay, see ya. I wasn't really upset about it because I didn't understand oh she's leaving. Yeah. And that made her upset. I had like a nanny kind of person yeah. and Maria. And so I was like, Maria will take care of me. We'll see you when we see you. Kind of that equivalent in Spanish because I didn't know any English. Right. And then that must have broke her heart or something oh i'm sure because i think she went she got the papers for herself to get a visa back then it was a lot easier right coming to the states and um she by accident like you know she asked for me and the lawyer wasn't you know said oh it's really difficult to get children through blah 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 but it just kind of passed like they kind of did it on a whim as a side note because she was like, oh, if it works, it works. It doesn't, it doesn't. But she was not expecting to bring me. Right. I was another expense. If you, I hate to put yeah. it that way. But, no, you know, but she was afraid to absolutely. bring me a seven-year-old. Especially you know? when you're starting a new life in a completely different place that you don't yet know. Exactly. You just don't know what that's going to bring to you. In Like having another, I mean, just in general, having another human. You just don't know like yeah. what that's going to you know, put you through. Right. And to uproot a child, you know, yeah. a seven year old. And it's that was the thing. A cat, imagine <laughs> a child. I know. Because <laughs> I, I have cats. <laughs> I know how difficult that is. Oh my God. That brings me back to when I moved from my cats. But no, <laughs> but focusing, I definitely was not thrilled to come to the United States. Mm -hmm. And she definitely came for work. But as it turns out, she got the visa um, for both of us. And then oh in God. a panic, I remember this, she in like two weeks had to get a passport. Like she had to get all my documents. She had to get me shoes. Yeah. She had to get me like clothing, winter clothing. Remember, you're going from a tropical island to she wasn't expecting to bring me. Right. So it kind of was, you know, a little bit of a last minute add on. And I remember like, you know, Kenny from South Park. Oh, no. So <laughs> where's going to go? Well, you know how he has, you see only his face <laughs> and that like little suit. That's the kind of things they had back in the day. Oh so gosh. I had this like thing where they put me in this like thing that was like all bubble. I remember. And it was just like, I could barely breathe. <laughs> I remember being excited about being in an airplane because that was yeah. cool. First yeah. airplane. That was fun. And I knew th two words. 
hot dog, and yes. Do not ask me why I knew hot dog, but I knew hot dog, and I thought that was the funniest thing, and Spanish is perro caliente. And I was like, why would you make a dog hot? Like, right. it made no sense. And I was like, what part of the dog are they eat? Like, the whole thing made me giggle. Oh gosh. But that was my favorite word was hot dog, hello, and yes. So I did know three words. And then my aunt picked us up from the airport they brought me in and it was a snowy day it was january it was some kind of blizzard but you know to me i've only seen it on calendars right so i thought snow was like you know when you buy something at ikea or you buy something and it has like that pop packaging popcorn oh my gosh wait it gets better so i thought that was it and then so I came in this thing, so it was really warm. Yeah. So I didn't see, and I just saw. You're talking saw about those, like, full-body snowsuits. Full-body snowsuit, like, yeah. up to here, where you just sit to see the eyes. The ones that they put the babies in, in the uh -huh. strollers. Yeah. That's but you're, like, walking around in right, that. Right, exactly. <laughs> Kenny from South Park. So, so good. But I'm, like, Felipe from DR. So <laughs> I'm, like, wobbling. I get in the car. It's heated. They bring me to this apartment, because he was a superintendent of a building. So I was my um aunt's husband so uh, they had a spare room they threw me in the room and that was it so i woke up the next morning i think i was like in my pajamas or underwear or something i don't know and i remember seeing the snow like in the distance when we were driving that night because i came in at night and the next morning i don't know like something in me said go outside jump in it girl <laughs> let's just say that became the end of my love affair with snow. Oh. <laughs> it was freezing. <laughs> it was like not the polar bear plunge. You know how they do that in New Year's? No, that was not cute. It was not <laughs> cute at all. My first experience in New York was almost freezing my ass. I literally came running and screaming, going, I hate this country. <laughs> oh, Why no. did you leave me? I had coconuts and plantains. And the sun. And the sun. <laughs> and, like, just fish. And it was beautiful and gorgeous, especially back then. You know, avocados in our lawn. Like, we had chickens. We had, like, almost like a small farm where I grew up. Oh, my God. I mean, I had all these animals I left behind, and you're bringing me into, like, an apartment where it's, like, nobody talks to each other, and I run outside and almost die. In the snow. In the snow. I was not having it. But then I slowly learned to love New York. Mm -hmm. As everyone does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, great. Thank you so much for sharing that. I have known you for a couple of years now, and I don't think I ever You never knew that. my origin story. Your origin <laughs> story. Yeah. Um, so thanks for sharing that. That's amazing. Have you always lived in Queens, or did you move around to different boroughs? Or? Oh, no, 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 no. So when I uh, moved, my aunt lived in Long Island, oh, which okay. is Great Neck, Long Island, Nassau right. County. <laughs> and um, I'm sure you've heard of Great Neck. It's the Great Gatsby, East Egg, West Egg. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you know. How did I, I'm like, you're right, yeah. How did I not put that together? Yes. Yeah, so it's a pretty affluent town. Mm -hmm. um, it's known as the Beverly Hills of like the East Coast, which is not necessarily like. You're so, you're giving me so much Beverly Hills right now. <laughs> but okay, but you gotta understand because this is what I grew up with. I always coin myself the poorest person in Great Neck. And it, it, oh, it'll no. it'll help you. <laughs> My self-esteem is pretty high, so don't feel bad about it. It just helped me grow. It gives you an idea of what my upgrading was. Because mm -hmm. remember, I wasn't like running around with no shoes, but I was running around with no shoes. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was on an island. I was had no care in the world. I was running around playing with sticks and balls and just like really like nothing that had anything to do with the United States culture. Right. Very little. Maybe basketball a little bit. And they were, at that time, starting to get baseball players. So oh. we knew about that. Right. Like, that was your way to get into the United States. But American culture wasn't that strong yet. Mm -hmm. um, but when I came here, I was immersed into American culture. I was acculturated. Right. You can hear the great neck, the Long Island <laughs> in me right you know i am long island i'm like, like you, you have a new york accent yeah i am long island 40 years right. of new york 
Right. So off and on living in New York City for 40 years, I can really say that I am a New Yorker. 1,000%. I'm like, <laughs> I've lived here for four years and I'm like, oh, people think I'm a New Yorker sometimes. And I'm like, oh, you're not a New Yorker. Get over yourself. <laughs> I know, but it's true. Years, like You coming, are a New Yorker. But I, I feel like, you know, you coming as an immigrant. Here, but you've been raised Yeah, here. but that's the funny part. I think Leanne, like, all New Yorkers, you know, we always feel that way. We love this city, but we always feel like we're tourists in it. Right. Well, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, we always yeah. feel a little bit like it w until somebody says something nasty about it. Then all of a sudden I defend it. <laughs> it's right. my city. But I always I feel like we'll everyone is from someplace else. For the most part. Oh, one thousand percent. So, did you? Is that why you stuck to living in Queens? Did, have you? Did you move out to any other boroughs, or did you? No. You so I grew up in Queens? Long Island. I went to schools in Long Island, and then I think my other aunt, who's the three sisters, she, you know, a lot of Dominicans live in Corona, Queens. I did not know that. Oh, sorry. I yeah. live in, in a Dominican neighborhood, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. They live in Washington Heights. Right? No, no, no. This is before Washington <laughs> and Heights. Bushwick down the street from Let where we are. Let me give you a little right history. <laughs> <laughs> they lived in Miami, and they also lived in Corona, Queens. What I love about New York is you you have actual pockets of, like, it's just like finding a little bit of like you know these different cultures from right. completely different country, and it's like you literally have like stepped out of. You know, to little Ukraine, yeah, or little Japan, yeah. But I think that's the immigrant story, right? Because Absolutely. you come here, you but then you miss your home, and you find the you miss your food, you miss your culture, right? You miss your, you know, interactions. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's where everyone kind of gravitates towards, like trying to, you know, you find people, you like find you. people like you because yeah. it gives you a little bit of a sense of home, exactly. It makes the toughness. Of being an immigrant more bearable do you ever go to the other dominican neighborhoods like where is it where do you find the best dominican food in the city when you want to like hmm. you're like my mom's house <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually my mom was a really really good cook but my mom is back in dr now oh, okay she retired but um my mom was known for her cooking within my home and my family mm -hmm. it's just like i just happen to be literally living with the woman who cooks really well right <laughs> <laughs> so you asked a funny question but yeah so the funny part is no we would never go anywhere else my mom would be like when we used to go to other people's houses uh -huh. she would cook for me and be like you don't know their food <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> you eat before you like she's like you know you don't know what my cousin or my aunt like you don't know what they're gonna cook oh my and like, i would have to eat all. twice that was like a family secret i never i probably share with you like <laughs> i had two meals i had to eat before i left and then eat when I, and they were always like i think also part of it was they never wanted to appear though we were poor you never want to appear poor. Like oh, no. you don't want to go have your child be hungry when you go to somebody's home. No. So that was also part of the culture. I feel that way today as a person. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to eat before. So I don't have to spend yeah. all the money. Or going to the <laughs> supermarket. You don't want to go to supermarket hungry. You know what I mean? No. That you don't want to go to somebody's home and be hungry. Like you just want to be able to right. enjoy the home and be there, but not be like, Oh my God. Which like, is so ironic. Cause food I, the first time. I feel like I know so many people like, did you eat anything? Did, did your family yeah, feed you exactly. today? What can I get for you? What's <laughs> yes. the, Take anything you want in the fridge. I have oh. so many things laid out on the table. I, be, I made like a million pastries today. Please go just have one. And you're like, I, I'm, I'm good. Fine. I'm <laughs> yeah. really good. I'm, I mean, I'm, that's the irony. <laughs> Italian culture, Jewish culture, like Greek Dominican culture. culture, Greek culture, all the Mediterranean <laughs> cultures, pretty yeah. much like that. <laughs> it's like these cultures, you know, food is family uh -huh. and dominicans especially are known for cooking um it's something that is just part of the culture you know we're known for dancing baseball and cooking i guess <laughs> i mean just you know in a generic kind of stereotypical way mm -hmm. but um i think that that is part of our culture like that is something that we care about we uh we're very fortunate to have a beautiful bountiful island that had a lot of food mm -hmm. i mean it is not you know people don't starve in dr right i mean they're hungry for sure and they're poor but food was never an issue right i felt like people always had rice there was always beans like there was always enough to feed your children so there's this outdoor market on 175th street um up in my neighborhood in washington heights 
and I get I just go and get my fresh produce there. Everything is super inexpensive. Right. And um, like ten plantains for a dollar. Literally, it's <laughs> yeah. just uh-huh. like you go to Queens so and there, but you go to like Fairway or whatever, and it's like you know a dollar fifty each or something crazy. It, exactly. And I'm like, you can get nine more for like ninety nine cents. Even the way that they deal business at this little market yep. is like there was one time that I I had. I thought I forgot my cash with me. Like they only do cash. And um, I thought I had forgotten it. And I was like, I had my whole bag. Like I was buying two avocados. I had like six tomatoes and like, a I don't know, some green something. And I was like, I got up to go pay. And I reached in my pocket that I thought my money was in. And I, it was in another pocket. So I actually, I had it with me, but um, which I discovered a second later. But I was like, I'm so sorry. She was like, oh, it's going to be like $4 or whatever. $4 for all these things. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, I don't have my cash. I'm, you know what? I'll be right. I'll be back. I'll, I'll come back later. Sorry. I'll, I can put the tomatoes back. It's okay. And she was like, just take it. And I was like, wow. I'm not going to, I'm not going to just take it. Thank you so much. Thank you. But I'm not going to just take it. And she was like, take it, take it. You'll be back. You'll be back. I promise. All right. Like, I trust you. I trust you. And I was like, I don't, I feel so bad. I don't want to just take it. And she was like, please, please just take it. Just take it. It's okay. It's $4. It's fine. And I was like, nowhere else in New York would they tell me to just take the vegetables. Like how many times have I been to union square? And they're like, (laughs) no, you're going to pay up. Oh, you don't have it. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, I walked away and again, Two seconds later, I had gotten to the I had gotten to the light to cross the street, and I just was like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot my cash! Like, I can't believe she let me take this. I'm gonna run home and be right back." And then I touched my other pocket, and I was like, "I put my cash in this pocket. That's where <laughs> I put it." So I ran back and I gave it to her, and she was like, "Oh my god, you that came back!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "I told you I'd be back. I told you." And she was like, "See, it's good karma. It's good karma." And I was like, Ugh. "No, it's true because I feel like." In the culture, no one should be hungry. And right. that is part of, like, that is something that they definitely, you know, we as a culture, I think, encourage. And I know, for example, as a young man of color, you know, my mom cooked all the time and spoiled us rotten. Like, I actually never cooked. And I had my stepfather for lived with us for a long time. I remember... We this is an image of me growing up in high school and elementary school. She would cook, set up the table, mm-hmm. and there would be two place settings for myself and my dad. Right. We would eat, and she would like serve us, and you know, like walk around, cook for us, blah blah blah. And she would get a small little bowl, and she would eat on the corner. My mom is a very much a liberated woman. <laughs> um, she is, and we'll talk about that later, but. She's so modern in many ways, and that was one of the ways she was traditional, which I thought was, I never, it never occurred to me that there was anything else. Right. You know, I, until I went to some other kid's home in Great Neck, and, you know, these are ki- rich kids who, their mo- moms and dads weren't around. So, like, right. the nanny would cook, or some, they had a chef or some cook, mm-hmm. and, or we just order Domino's or whatever. So it was weird. I was like, wow, like your family doesn't eat together. Right. And then also from time to time, the mom would eat with you. <laughs> like right. I was like, why is she sitting down? <laughs> like It was weird for me to have that because that was just not my experience of it. Um, but now I appreciate what she did. Right. Um, she made sure we came first. You asked me that question of where can I find good Dominican food? <laughs> and in the Low East Side... East Village, when I used to live there, there's this one place, I don't remember the name, but it was so good. And I think Washington Heights probably is the place to go now. Mm-hmm. But back then, in the Lower East Side, I went to this one little hole in the wall. And I remember thinking, it must be good because I saw all these cab drivers, all these guys, you know, burly big guys, just would come in and eat. And yeah. they would just eat and mm-hmm. eat and eat. And I was like, oh, what's going on? And then I realized, oh, it's like the lunch. And they, that's where they would go mm-hmm. to get a taste of home. And I would walk in there, and the lunch special was like $4. And it was this giant plate of food. <laughs> and, you know, even back then, 
four dollars for a giant plate of food yeah it was still in the 90s or like you know the early 2000s and stuff it was still like ridiculous right so i was like oh my god so you would get this giant plate of food but here's the funny part like kind of like your story if I didn't have money or if I like didn't have enough or whatever, you know, I have something I was like, oh, well, I'll have the chicken instead of this or no. She goes, oh, you want plantains? I'm like, no, because I'm thinking I don't have enough for that side, the plantains. Mm-hmm. They would just throw it in. Right. Because they would see me as a young man and be like, you're skinny. You need to eat. Like, we just here, have the platanos. Like, they just gave me the food. Right. It was like they, they were almost like looking out for me. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it was this warm feeling of like, I felt like, oh, I don't even know these people, but I know these people. Right. We all of a sudden it was like my aunties, like they were like cooking for me, like you're you're a relative. Have some food. You need to eat before you go out back into the world. It's interesting because I, I guess I guess there are like, yeah, there are a lot of cultures in New York that are like that. There was this bagel shop that I used to go to called Mm -hmm. Smith Street Bagels. I would travel from a completely different part of Brooklyn, like three trains or three buses. Either way, it took a while to get there. And every time I would tell the owner, like, your bagels are so good. And I I travel an hour to get here. Thank you so much. These are amazing. (laughs) And like to him, he was probably like, why is she traveling so far to get a bagel from us? (laughs) But, you know, like instead of like, I mean, there's businesses I go into that are very just like, yeah, thanks. And yeah, this guy, sure. he's totally, he's like Brooklyn through and through. He would throw in extra bagels for me. One time he was like, pick out pick out a couple sweets you want. I'll throw them in the bag. And I was like, and all I did, I paid $3 for my bagel and cream cheese. And yep. then he threw in like seven pastries. <laughs> and I was like, what? And he's like, thanks for coming all the way I out here like for us. I feel like that's New York. <laughs> I'm like, that's the that old, is New York. That's New York. You that's know? old New York. Because that's, exactly that's the it. immigrant yeah. thinking like we all come from that. Yeah. And we remember that. And yeah, it's changed now. It is. It's changed a it's lot. It's changed a you lot. Don't, there are a lot you of don't places get that you don't so get that. No, no. But it's pockets now. But I, but I remember that was my experience of New York was mm-hmm. people looking out for me, making sure I wasn't hungry. Right. Making sure I wasn't doing the wrong thing. You know, like... Okay, so That's how did you, amazing. so when you, okay, so you, you, you are a gay man, you identify as a gay man, um, not to define that for you, but I just know Felipe, and that's how he defines himself. <laughs> um, but how? Okay, so you grew up in the time in New York when there were balls and there were um, yes, like RuPaul was not RuPaul's Drag Race was not on TV. No, but I knew RuPaul. Right. And I have stories about RuPaul. No, because here's the thing. Um, I'm like, we don't have time for all the RuPaul no, no, stories, no. but like, please, if you can, let like, me give you a little bit of uh, just a background. So. When I was four, that mm-hmm. was my first experience, me remembering on the island that I was different. Right. And my my cousins wanted a girl, and <laughs> and they were convinced they wanted such teenage. So they put me in heels and paraded me around. And in Spanish, we had a patio, which is like, uh, it's like medieval, kind of. Okay. It's hard to explain, but we shared like, you know, you share a well. There's different homes, uh, and you should, you know, what I mean, yeah. like, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, it's that kind of arrangement. Okay, and that's old, old style. So we would share like a watering well and whatever, but we all had homes, and so we had a backyard that was kind of connected, right? And so we had different f- homes and different families. So anyway, I would be walking around, and they would parade me, and I loved the attention. I loved the heels. I don't know. That was, that was my first experience thinking, I love this. I'm okay being a girl. Okay. Fast forward to then, you know, figuring it out through elementary school, having crushes on coaches, <laughs> wanting to go home with them and just being part of their families, moving forward to this guy who worked at The Gap. Yeah, it was Benetton, The Gap. <laughs> this is my experience. That's how old I am. So he worked at Aka Joe, Benetton, having all these crushes. At the, we used to go to video stores. Back then, there was arcades, Miss Pac-Man, playing Miss Pac-Man for hours because I wanted to see this one kid, this guy oh, honey, who worked you can there. do that at the barcade now. Well, now <laughs> I know. <laughs> There's one bar that you That's can do that true. at That's <laughs> true. I mean, I, right now, I go to boxers or wherever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Or you go on a nap. But right. back then, you know, you wanted to see someone. You had to go out. 
Right. So I went out, and I was a teenager, and then my, oh, one thing I'd missed is my best friend. So that day that I went into the snow, mm -hmm. I came crying, and my cousin uh, was taking care of me, my older cousin, and she um, was babysitting this other kid. So after I changed, I forgot to tell you part two of that story, is I walked in to see a little kid with big hair, curly hair, watching TV. Mm -hmm. There was another kid, just like me, but he was like Latino. And he's half Greek, half from El Salvador. His name is Rob. Okay. And he is the first person I met in the United States. Mm -hmm. And he's gay. Okay. And he's literally my, my best friend in many ways now. We grew up together, so we didn't know we were gay. Right. Until later. Like, we didn't tell each other until years later. So, to me, having Rob gave me a sense of normalization in a world that I didn't know. Right. So it opened up this world of sexuality where we started that arcade. We, I used to work there. Mm -hmm. I used to clean and work there and do the newspapers. And I remember every time I used to clean and do the newspapers, I used to always smuggle a little bit of like one of the dirty magazines or something to show Rob. <laughs> yes, girl, that PG-13 rating. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I used to I used to bring in, like, because I would tell him, oh, Velvet, and I remember I said Playboy or whatever it was back then. Mm -hmm. And I just remember Hustler. Hustler. That was the big magazine back yeah. then. Because there was no internet porn. No, right. This is the beginning of, like, the internet wasn't even a thing yet. No. Yeah. And so I would show him and he would, that's how we had this thing. So mm -hmm. we would always go by the library under the bridge. I'll never forget this. And I would show him the magazines and we would talk about sexuality and he learned to talk. He was the first person that I learned to talk about it. And we never came out to each other yet, but we still were talking about what it meant to be sexual and what they were doing and all those things. Fast forward to, I think I was 15 when around the time that we had come out to each other. Right. Officially came out to each other. He was the first person. I think I said it to him first, actually. And then he agreed as same. And we, you know, hugged and we talked and we became, you know, even closer. And then he was going into the city all the time at the LGBT center. Okay. For a teen group, one of those outreach groups. Remember, we're coming from Long Island. Is it the same place where it's at today? It's or has it changed? Yes. It's the same location, okay. but the building's changed. It's the oh, same location, though. Same location. The same exact. Oh, my gosh. It was just a really run-down building, but it was the same location. <laughs> gotcha. It's nice now. It's very corporate-looking. Oh, oh. Yeah, yes. yeah. It looks... It's it was a, like it's a, a run-down... It's a beautiful-looking building. Yeah, it was like a mess <laughs> back then. But what it did offer was a haven. Right. Absolutely. For literally, like, again, Statue of Liberty, you know, bring, send me everybody... To come over, the LGBT center was that for the community. Yeah. It was a place calling out to everyone from all over, saying, come here. This is a safe space for you. This yes. is a place for you to develop and grow mm -hmm. and become a better person. And so, you know, I'm coming from Long Island, and I, was, I remember kicking and screaming. He dragged me to one of those teen groups, and I was just like, no, people are going to see me and whatever. If somebody sees me, they're going to figure out I'm gay. And he's like, but if they're in the center, they're gay too. Like, like he didn't understand <laughs> why I was so upset if and like they're freaking in the center, out. They're just gonna. They're gonna be fine about it. Yeah, like, okay you, you, like if they're yeah, being <laughs> out and like you understand. Like I literally, the, my fear was like, oh yeah, literally like the wrath of God, literally the actual wrath, the actual of God. wrath of God. Yeah, literally, you know, I come from a very Catholic country. I, yes. And <laughs> I was family. like, I know Dominican Republic's very Catholic. So. Yes. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> there is no other religion, almost. Right. It's like almost none. But anyway, when um, I ended up going to this group, it was amazing to see other kids talk about their experience. Some of them were runaways. Mm -hmm. I'm coming from an affluent neighborhood. Right. So I was good. Like my needs were being met, but not in this way. Right. And then it was the first time I got a taste of that. And these kids were like, hey, let's go hang out on the pier. Little did I know, that was the whole Paris is burning. 
thing. Like that's amazing. These little kids were like voguing and on the pier and ga 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 and like yeah. all this stuff. All these little kids of color, because Rob is also you know of color, and right. we just bonded with them more than we did some of kids from like Westchester or wherever they were from. Right. And so being there and experiencing that was the beginning of hearing they were talking about the balls and yes and this and i was just like oh it is all that like i was just eating it all up taking it all in like oh, yeah. experiencing it and i was trying to understand their life because it felt different from mine right because i was protected right neck was protected but I don't know what it was like to be a runaway, to not be accepted, to not have a home, to be running around. But I found it sounded so fabulous. And they have, they had this joy in right. them, and they had this community, and that was what I wanted. Right? Isn't that funny? I had all my needs met, and I was great and great neck, but I was willing to give that all up for the joy and the community that they had. I think that. In the end, that was the beginning of me understanding that I wanted love. Right. And that freedom of love right. is the most powerful thing. So love to your, for yourself, mm-hmm. love by others, and love to be able to love others equally. Right. Gay, straight, you know, LGBTQI, whatever. But here is the cloud. Okay. The cloud is that was also the time when AIDS hit. Right. So I grew up under that. And it, as a teenager, my sexual freedom became this, oh, no, now we got to be careful. We don't know what this is. We don't know what's going on. It became fear. And it became doubt of, you know, what's happening? Is this punishment? Is this right. medical? Is this biological? ACT UP is one of the political groups that they st- I remember them like, you know, I remember the day when they blocked like the St. Patrick's Day Parade. They went in front of the, you know, St. Patrick's Cathedral, St. John's Cathedral. They were like everywhere on the news. Like, you know, I didn't identify, I didn't understand what they were fighting for exactly because I was a kid. Right. But I knew that the sense of freedom they wanted they should deserve they deserved right so that i knew so yeah i definitely it was an amazing time like as you can see it was just ups and downs so it's like my sexual awakening i'm finding about the balls and about my culture and about being black being gay being all these things and then at the same time it was like but i almost went into the closet again right because you i was so afraid right because yeah. people died. Absolutely, yeah. Although they were dying back then. Right. And New York stood up. And let me tell you, people in the East Village, it was grungy. It was like, you know, it's like it's that people. East Village was that, you know, the movie Rent or the <laughs> the, sh- the show yes. <laughs> Rent. I mean, it truly is. It takes it's, place yeah. in the East Village. It takes place in the East Village. And that's what I grew up in. So people were literally fighting landlords. They were fighting like everything. Yeah. And I think that. There was also that that was happening. So as a kid, I wasn't part of it, but I was witnessing it. Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah. I think that, you know, every, people forget to live. Right. And that's the one thing I do love about New York, you know, because in all those four decades, I have to say, I really lived. You know? Yeah. It's good, bad, ugly. Like, I always say this to my friends who are from out of town. I said, New York has the best of everything and the worst of everything. This is true. <laughs> this is true. It's so many categories. <laughs> so, I, I mean, you learn like every people, category, like the worst the food, trains, the worst trains, the but the best trains, the best food, the best people. Like, the it literally animals, has the range. The street life. <laughs> yeah, like, it has the range. I am telling you, you sometimes will go to an apartment or somewhere and you're like, oh my God, how do you live this way when you can live in Wisconsin or you know, someplace else for like half the price and get right. like a house. Right. And then other times you have like these 
beautiful homes when you're just like, oh my God, this view of Manhattan or this is stunning. Like we as, you know, because we work together in some Mm -hmm. of these homes and stuff out in the Hamptons or out, you know, just some beautiful apartments and some beautiful homes in Brooklyn or Queens. You know, you're just like, oh my God, I forget people have these beautiful homes. Yeah. Um, So my point is, it's just crazy that you literally have the best and the worst. And I think that's kind of what makes New York special mm-hmm. is the variety. Yes. The sense of freedom, the choice to like just live your life however you live it mm-hmm. is much more powerful. Mm-hmm. And I think New York offers you that. There are so many things, which we'll get to in just a moment. There are so many things that you deal with on a daily basis for your life screw this city I'm leaving <laughs> and then you go home and you're like oh, but I just love it so much I can't I'm so sorry New York I'm so sorry for feeling that way it's true I it's hard like to break up with New York New when, York I go, when I go home to visit I come back to the city and it's a constant thing never fails my first day back in the city when I've gone for a couple uh-huh. for like even just like three or four days I'll come back to the city and my first day back is an utter mess it's like I'm harassed by a homeless person who's like threatening my life while I'm trying to get my new Metro card. I have like, I've almost gotten hit by a car. I lock myself out of my building. The trains are horrendous that day. MTA is definitely something that will make your life. It's mostly the MTA. You got your luggage with you and it's a nightmare. Let's be real. Like we're all keeping it real. Everybody listening to this, they know. I want to see the world. But here I am, in like New York in City. New York City. You get people from all the places. I'm telling you, no, but I, there are times I'm just like, oh, my God, I never saw this place. In, I just went to Brooklyn. and I had this fantastic event showing around some friends over the holidays. Mm-hmm. And we saw a company XIV and it's like, a, you know, yeah. burlesque fun. It's, it's I a, have a friend that does stuff with them. Yeah. Yep. It's being able to watch people be so talented, come together show the creativity to each other. Mm-hmm. We're surrounded by other people who were from Japan and they had beautiful outfits and languages and we all talked and it's the whole experience. I was like, where else can I get this? Right. That's what made me stay is again, I want to leave, but then I, that's what keeps me here. And I feel like there are so many places in the world that, that people people will tell you like, you get that here. You can get that at this place. Yeah, like, we can. offer this. Yeah, this can. That's exactly... Yeah, you can. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean. But you know what? I like it right here. And I like that yeah. I can get all of these all things of it. right here. Exactly. I'm not getting like a piece of it. The, this state experience of that. I'm like, I'm getting everything. Well, it's almost right like here. getting the original. Yeah. You know? It came, and, and it came from here and moved to Alaska. And here's the thing <laughs> that's know? funny. Like, this is where New Yorkers do you know, we have to be very careful because we're so used to yeah. getting that level oh, yeah. of stuff. Like when you it's go elsewhere, it's a bubble. a bubble. And when you leave, you're just like, oh my God, I can't believe it takes them this long to get there. I don't have 25 options for this. And I don't like, and the train shut down at one, like, <laughs> and the bar yeah. shut down at two. And like all these things, we are so annoying, I'm sure, to other people because we're so used to this high level of ex- existence. So I feel like very cheesy saying this all the time, but I'm always like the universe is speaking to me. Yeah. Like the city has given the city gifted me today by providing me with all of my connections on the subway. And that's the universe (laughs) telling me I'm supposed to be here because I hit everything at the right time to be exactly where I need to be today. And it's like, I just, I just knew. I mean, when I moved, when I first moved here, I didn't choose Right. I wasn't, it wasn't like the first week I got here. I wasn't like, this is where I need to be my whole life. Even <laughs> leading up to here. So it's so funny to hear my family and my friends back home in California talk about me coming to New York because they, they talk about it in such a way that's like, Oh, I always saw you coming to New York. Oh, I, you've always wanted to be here. And it's so funny because I don't, I don't ever feel that way. I never, I mean, I came to New York when I was 13 for the first time and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. But it wasn't my favorite city in the world. Right. My favorite city was London. When I turned 18 hmm. or 17, I got to go to London. I love London so much. 
so to hear my friends and family say like you were you were meant for New York like I always thought you were going to be in New York like you were destined to be there and it's so funny because I never saw it that I was hmm. I came out here to take a class for musical theater and I was like let's just see how it goes and the whole time I was here people were like how long have you been here and I'm like <laughs> like 10 days <laughs> and they're like what why aren't you living here like you should be living here oh really and I was like really really <laughs> like uh okay <laughs> and so I decided to move here and it was like it it, it uh, like once I heard that once I heard people tell me like like shocked that I didn't already live here I don't know what it was but it's just something about something about your soul yeah there's like a magic that place. happens yeah. yeah there's a connection because I'm telling you it's it's not for everybody it's not for everybody but you know when it's for you but you know it's for you yeah you heard us go on for hours about how <laughs> we love this city and we're like too convinced like you should move here but i also feel like part of the reason we survived mm -hmm. is because we've been able to also know be smart enough to take trips like you can go to la you can yeah you need to take that moment to to take leave a the break. city you can <laughs> yeah. leave the city and take, you can take a break girl go to dc go, go to, to miami go to philadelphia take a yeah. bus take a plane drive right. You know, whatever. Go to Egypt. Go to wherever. Go take a, to uh, take a Illinois. Train an hour outside Ohio. of the city to, you know, <laughs> what is it? Oh, the Harmon Croton stop <laughs> on the Metro North will yes. take you to a hiking trail that will Agreed. keep you out of the city for a day. Jersey has beautiful like scapes. Yeah. You know, Long Island has some escapes. You know, we have Fire Island and P and we have P Town mm -hmm. up. You know, in Massachusetts and. Just That's Provincetown for those that don't know what P-Town is. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Provincetown. I'm like, my friend Charlie taught me that when I first moved to the city. Oh, I was yeah. like, you keep what is a P-Town? What is a P-Town? Like, Provincetown girl. I, like, I know. Okay. In the gay world, I'm like, everybody knows P-Town and Fire <laughs> Island. That's like, don't you know Fire Island and P-Town? People are like, the island's on fire? Why would you go there? Yeah. <laughs> Is like gay Disney, basically. But that's why you go there. But <laughs> to answer your question. But basically, you know, it's Epcot <laughs> for gays. But it's so much fun to just get away and have that, like, Escape. recharge. Yeah. yeah. And then, you and then come, come back, back the and you deal with all the, the BS. The city will poop is, on you for a yeah, day. Well, literally, like, but pigeons will poop the on pigeon, you. <laughs> literally, you'll have literally. the worst day the first day back. But Literally. Have you ever had a pigeon poop on you, girl? Be honest. I actually have not. No? I know a oh, lot. Oh, you have not been here long enough. My friend has straight up been pooped on. I've been right pooped on, like, my face. twice. I luckily have I think have it's the not. same pigeon, like, following me around. Mm -mm. <laughs> Somehow no, I have escaped that one. <laughs> I've dealt with bed bugs, but I have not been pooped on. Uh, well, that's, that's, yeah. The exchange isn't so <laughs> great. Yeah. So I think I've, I've, I dealt I'll with my you, fair share. I will, I, will, I will deal with my pigeon pooping on me yeah. a third time then. <laughs> that nastiness. Um, okay, so we're going to close out with a little bit. I don't, it's not really, I wish I could say it was like a rapid fire round, but um, just some quick answer, like sure. just a Short super answer. simple answer. Um, okay, so if you had if you had to choose, if you have a different neighborhood, that's totally fine. Um, but do you prefer West Village or Hell's Kitchen? Oh, I wasn't expecting that. Damn, you threw me. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting something else. So West Village or Hell's Kitchen to live, to party, to what? Whichever. Whatever. Uh, All of oh it. Oh, God. Hell's Kitchen, I guess? I'm like, Hell's Kitchen is, I guess, where we always party. It's just new. And it has, it's the it's new, new, it's new and shiny, <laughs> it's new and shiny and it's the new gay neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So anyway, I'll keep it short. Okay. Um, and do you, when you go out, do you prefer to go dancing or do you prefer like live music? Do you prefer, oh. or do you prefer drag shows? Like what do you oh, prefer to go? Killing me. Okay. When I go out, ideally I will prefer to see somebody talented. So, company XIV, to go to a Broadway show, to go to the Joyce and see, like, a, you know, a ballet company or some kind of dance. Okay. Yeah, I, I like to see somebody talented show me something. Cool. Um, do you branch in the city and where? Girl, I'm gay. Like, 
I mean, brunch is like the best food. We have on never the brunched, planet. so don't oh, talk to me like I'm crazy. We really haven't technically. We brunched with our bosses. Yeah, that doesn't count. That was <laughs> <laughs> no shade, KG Fair. We love you, but that doesn't count. <laughs> All right, so we'll have to brunch because brunch is literally what I live for. Okay. On a Saturday, on a Sunday, I love brunch food. I think there should be like nothing but brunch food every day. So you didn't know that side of me, but yes. I love brunch. Where's Did I not say it enough? To... I love brunch. Where is your favorite place to brunch? Oh, but see, there's so many places. That's that's a Josh question. That's a Josh. <laughs> Josh, give us some pointers. Yeah, that's our boss. Um, what has been? I'm gonna first. I'm gonna ask where where's your favorite borough? Because we've done okay. So like little background. Both of us are on a cheer team that Felipe started um, mm. with Latoya, um, and we've done we've like cheered in pride parades um and all the boroughs uh except for staten island um so i mean maybe in the past you've done staten island but um where's what's your favorite borough to do pride in oh pride Uh uh-huh oh that's that was a twist Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to catch you off guard and kids can't tell i was like i had my full (laughs) i had my answer until you said pride i was like oh that changes it because my favorite borough i think is queens I figured as much. You live there. <laughs> no, but just because Queens and the immigrant experience and the diversity that Queens provides. Mm-hmm. And Queens had so much for the lat- Latino community. Yeah. Uh, both as a gay man and as a person of color. There just is so much in Queens for Latinos. But I would have to say then Manhattan. Always. I mean, uh, you know, it just, it just, it's, it's. It's the Manhattan It's the origin pride. Yeah. of Pride Stonewall and and you Which know. is celebrating fifty years. Yeah, since World Pride and this year, so I'm this super year's excited. Be lit. And <laughs> of course. And I mean all the bars and clubs, like a chunk of them, are here. So mm-hmm. my gay life, if there's such a thing, is Manhattan. Where is your favorite pizza spot in New York <sighs> City? Damn you. Like, uh, I want like if you can give me streets, like if you can give me cross streets. All right, let me think this carefully because we take New Yorkers take this pizza seriously. They really do. They like do. I feel like pizza, coffee, and bagels. Mm-hmm. If it's easier to say I've any of those, go for it. I will accept yeah. any of these or all of these if you know where each one is and you're like, yeah. I got this one. Got this I one, don't I know got this where one. bagels are anymore. <laughs> Mine is Smith just, Street, so you're yeah, we have that. Your so New I York check Minute, go check out Smith Street Bagels this week. Okay, um, and I would say pizza. It's interesting because as a New Yorker, we understand pizza. It's like an Eskimo understands snow. <laughs> There's so many kinds of pizza, right? You know, from square sauce, no sauce, white sauce, this sauce. Like thin, thin crust, crust, thick crust. Mm-hmm. Like it depends on what kind of cheese you put on it, and if and I'm gonna give good, you, you don't need I'm gonna give you a weird but honest answer. Mm-hmm. Dollar Pizza Girl. Okay, that is who I am right now in this point in time in my life. That's totally fine. There are pizzas in that's are, New York every time. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm like there are pizzas in Brooklyn that I think are phenomenal, and if you want real New York pizza, go to Brooklyn. Yeah. But I just can't think of them right now. But what is happening in my head, because this is where I am in my life right now, Dollar Pizza is just a... Mm. There's Dollar Pizza. It's amazing. And I would say the best place for Dollar Pizza for me is called Best Pizza. No lie. That's the name of it. <laughs> and it's on 40th and I want to say Broadway, between Broadway and 7th. It's like right when you get out of the train, right there, and that place has a line like you could not believe oh, i've I been think I know exactly which one you're uh-huh. about. it's called best pizza and like okay here's the weird part i've been to a lot of dollar pizza places thinking it's just dollar pizza it's just cheap sauce Mm-mm. cheap cheese Mm-mm. and bread like i mean how can you make that formula wrong apparently you can, make you, it can. Wrong. you can i've tried it in so many places and i've come back to that place and it's always good it's slamming uh-huh. and i'm like what do you put is cracking your pizza like what is going on that i am hooked to that place and i see tourists and i see locals Mm -hmm. and they all come to that place and trust me they did not pay there's not paid advertisement i do not even know i hope i get free pizzas after this but honestly (laughs) like it's my go-to 
and I, it's my secret gem. I take my friends there because it is so good. I don't know what it is about the sauce or something about it. It's just a little better than the other places. It's it's not as fake as the other ones. We'll have to do a pizza exchange know. because mine is actually down the street from that. <laughs> I thought you were gonna <laughs> say mine, and I was like, oh my gosh, I have no idea what mine is called, but mine's on Ninth Avenue. So it doesn't. It gets pretty crazy right. for being Ninth Avenue. It gets pretty busy. It's Fortieth and Ninth Street. <gasps> And yeah, it's, like, it's, it's by the. Ch- it's right by the. Um, yours is right it's at right, the station. Yeah, I'm like it's at. Um, yeah, that's the other place. That's my second. Not Penn Station. What's it called? No, it's called Port Authority. Thank you. But <laughs> no, what I'm saying to you, that's my number two. Yeah. You don't know number one, girl. I, I think I. That's do. my number two. I think number one. I've had when I was very drunk after Salacious birthday no, no, last no. year. We I'm need pretty to go. sure I went I'm there. I'm telling you. Yeah, okay. maybe we should go and compare. Like we literally have to do yeah. a follow up. We need to do a taste we'll do test a follow and follow up. this up. And cool. let, we'll let you know, New York. Yeah, <laughs> we we'll let, let you know, know which one is actually number one. Because I <laughs> really do believe it's best pizza. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for doing this. Oh, with no me problem. Happy day. New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you for sharing so much of your story. I again, part of the reason I fell in love with New York was being able to hear people's stories of why they're here and. And uh, what keeps them here? So, and we talk about food a lot. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, um, thank you everyone for listening. Felipe, do you have anything, um, any kind of social media blasts or anything you want to put out there? Yeah, I want to give a shout out to Gotham Cheer. Yeah. Which is, uh, you know, an LGBTQ cheer team that is phenomenal. It's diverse, it's spirited, (laughs) and it's giving back to the community. So you will watch out and see us in 2019 because it's World Pride, bitches. It's World Pride. (laughs) It's World Pride, and we are giving back to the community in so many ways. And on top of that, we are fun, and it's a great way to just dance and have a good time and celebrate, but also do something really cool with your life on the weekends, on the side. Mm -hmm. That is amazing. So... Shout out to GothamCheer.org. Go check out the Instagram page. The Instagram page is lit with a whole lot of suggestions for everything you should be eating in this coming week. So go check it out. Go get a little drink from a local spot in New York City. Or if you don't live here, I guess just keep on dreaming. And uh, maybe one day you'll be able to check it out. And 